The following program is a paid advertisement. The views reflected on this show are not necessarily the views of ESPN 1000. Chauncey's Great Outdoors is brought to you by Waterworks, 18660 South Cicero Avenue and Country Club Hills, Paul's Pizza in Westchester, DiamondGhostCharters.com, HookandHuntTV.com, Midwest Outdoors Magazine, the magazine for the true Midwest sportsman, Run Lake Area Tourism at Visit renlake.com and enjoy renlake.com bizbait the soft plastic baits made for the professional bass angler who want to catch more fish that's bizbait.com don't forget for that true canadian experience go to visit sunsetcountry.com that's visit sunsetcountry.com <laughs> This is Chauncey from Chauncey's Great Outdoors. Come on out and follow me into the great outdoors. Whether it's close to home or across this great country, come on out and follow me. Well, hello, everyone. This is Chauncey on Chauncey's Great Outdoors, and welcome to the show. Boy, talk about a cold week. Do you see that frost on the car, frost on the grass? Maybe a little frost, a lot of frost on top of your roof. Uh, winter's showing up, and it's going to get faster and colder here, so everywhere in the Midwest. So don't worry about it. We'll have some fun. It'll be okay. Okay, let's talk about today's show, though. On today's show, I hope you're going to enjoy it, we have uh, Tammy Miller. She's I love this woman. And the program that she works for, it's called IRAP. That's the Illinois Recreational Access Program. I have to slow down when I say that. Uh, For Illinois. And this allows hunters and fishermen access to private lands throughout the state. Yes, there's a process. You have to, you know, have your permit to go hunt that area if it's deer or whatever. But then you will fill out an online form with IRAP. And then they send you a, a... notification and a, a paper to print for your car it's a it's a great program for you to for you and your family to get out and enjoy not just hunting but for fishing and who knows what else they offer we're going to find out from tammy all the neat things but it's all on private land in the state of illinois then my good buddy brett Hendricks. Oh, this is one of the best waterfowl hunters i know on the face of the earth this guy he's not good he's a great waterfowl hunter understands i think he talks duck and goose when he opens his mouth instead of you hearing a voice or your honk or a quack or something like that but he's really good at waterfowl hunting and he's going to talk to us about the up-and-coming waterfowl season throughout the midwest and what you need to do to enjoy waterfowling and what kind of gear you might want to have and just stuff like that and you're going to learn a lot from brent because every time i go hunting with him i learn a lot We'll then have in our last segment of the show the Aiden Fishing Report and some other outdoor information. So we've got a full show for you. Don't go away. Pour yourself a cup of coffee, sit back, listen to us, and enjoy the program. But first, now let's hear from Captain Tony. See what he knows, what's going on in the big pond. Tony. Hey, good morning, Chance. Buddy, what's kicking out there? Uh, well, after all that big wind and waves we had, I mean, there was 18 footers out there, 14-foot <laughs> waves. Bunch of current beating up everything along the shore and stuff. 
the fish actually moved off the south reef of Waukegan. Mm-hmm. Uh, as soon as it mellows out out there a couple days, I'm sure they'll be back up on it. Uh, the plateau uh, north of there, the Mesa, uh, nine miles southeast of Winthrop Harbor, they should be going back up on that thing. But your best bet is either uh, the South Reef of Waukegan or mm-hmm. Julian's Reef. Yeah. And you know what, Tony? I think a lot of people don't realize they all the waves are just, you know, it's only on the surface. No, no, that that wave action is is literally registering down through the water, isn't it? Right, it's creating current. It's hitting the far shore and then it's rolling back underneath. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like when we get a west wind out of uh, uh, winter up there and it's shooting straight across the lake and it's you know blowing all that warm water we have across the lake. And what happens is the current hits the other side and brings back cold water underneath to us. Mm-hmm. So there's always currents moving back and forth. So it was ripping north northeast. Uh, more of the north the other day, so that's racing all the way down to Chicago, hit Chicago shoreline and bouncing back and create currents. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's it's not pretty. It's not pretty. No, <laughs> no again, uh, some lake trout action, slow. I talked to another captain today. Uh, he says real slow. Uh, there was very few marks on the reef. Uh, got to give him a couple days. Uh, you know, probably by the weekend, they'll be back mm-hmm. up on there. Okay. And if anybody wants to get a hold of you, Captain Tony, to set up a charter for next year, uh, what do they do? Well, I would call the office at area code 847-838-2037. Uh, visit me on the World Wide Web at www.diamondghostcharters.com. And th- get ready to yell next spring when those cohos are hot and thick. Fish. Fish. <laughs> yes, yeah, baby. Yes, can't wait. Put her away already. She's already sleeping for the winter, and mm-hmm. I can't wait to get back in the water. Cool. All right, Tony, we'll talk to you next week. All right. Good luck, everybody. Bye-bye. That's Captain Tony, everybody. You're listening to Chauncey, and Chauncey's great outdoors. You know us. Hey, we know the outdoors. It's that time of the year to get out into the field for the Illinois Conservation Foundation's director's pheasant and quail hunt at the Wayne Fitzgerald State Park in beautiful Wren Lake area, November 29th and 30th. Treat yourself and get your hunting friends to come for two days of a guided pheasant and quail hunt with dogs, lodging, food, bird cleaning, and memories that'll last a lifetime. The event includes late morning check-in and lunch on November 29th, a full afternoon of hunting, followed by a cocktail reception, dinner, and auction in the evening. On November 30th, a morning hunt is scheduled. So sign up at ilconservation.org. That's ilconservation.org. See you there. If you fish and hunt in Illinois, you'll love Midwest Outdoors magazine. Right now, you can get a full year of Midwest Outdoors, 12 issues, for only $14.95. That's a $15 savings off the regular newsstand price. Whatever species you fish, whatever game you hunt, Midwest Outdoors experts will share their time-tested techniques and favorite spots with you. Each month, Midwest Outdoors has dozens and dozens of articles, reports, maps, and proven methods to help you enjoy the outdoors. Illinois residents receive a free state section focusing on fishing and hunting right here in Illinois. Pick up Midwest Outdoors at leading newsstands. Or to save $15 off the annual cover price, subscribe to Midwest Outdoors. You'll get 12 issues for only $14.95. 
Call now, 1-800-606-3474. That's 1-800-606-FISH. Visa, MasterCard, and American Express are accepted. Or to subscribe online, punch up MidwestOutdoors.com on the web. Midwest Outdoors, helping people like you enjoy the outdoors. Plan your next Illinois adventure to Ren Lake, where the fun begins. Ren Lake is situated in the heart of scenic southern Illinois and can offer you 19,000 acres of water fun and recreation, all within Interstates 57 and 64. At their website, enjoyrenlake.com, you can learn about southern Illinois lodging at its finest, restaurants, family activities, bike trails, camping, and some fantastic fishing and hunting all in one spot at Ren Lake. And it's one of my favorite places to go. So go to enjoyrenlake.com or call them at 314-580-2577. 314-580-2577. And plan your next Illinois adventure that will have you coming back again and again. Illinois, mile after magnificent mile. Paul's Pizza and Hot Dogs on 31st and Wolf Road in Westchester has everything you love and more. Their new take-home meals from Paul's Market right there in the store where you can bring it home, heat it, and enjoy your choice of baked lasagna, eggplant, baked rigatoni with vodka sauce, sausage and basil sauce, and more. Or you can try one of Paul's new family meals that will feed four to six people hot ready for the table from eggplant parmesan, ricotta gnocchi, chicken parmesan with sides, and a dessert you can't go wrong. And while you're at Paul's Pizza and Hot Dogs on 31st and Wolf Road in Westchester, pick up a sandwich along with your take-home heat and eat meal for that true comfort food feeling. Place an order for pickup or delivery by phone to 708-531-9080 and tell them Chauncey sent you. You're listening to Chauncey on Chauncey's Great Outdoors Radio Network. For more information, contact us at chaunceymedia at aol.com. This segment is brought to you by Waterworks. Waterworks Boat Sales at 18660 South Cicero Avenue in Country Club Hills, 708-798-9700. Listening to Chauncey on Chauncey's Great Outdoors on ESPN AM 1000 in Chicago. Hey everybody, welcome back to Chauncey's Great Outdoors, and oh, the phone is ringing. Let's see who's on the phone. Oh, we are talking to my favorite person and my favorite department in the Illinois Department of Natural Resources, Tammy Miller. Tammy, good morning. Good morning, Chauncey. Great to speak with you again. Oh, you know, everybody, Tammy is uh, part of the, what's called the IRAP, which stands for, go ahead, you say it. Illinois Recreational Access Program. Oh, I would have got it right this time. I didn't want yeah. to. I didn't want to not get it right. But th- it's a, she's going to explain the program to you. But she also we're going to talk about a couple of things that they're looking for some help with, and a few other things that I'm not sure where this is going to go. The train's going to go down the track, but it's always a fun thing. First of all, Tammy, thank you for all the stuff that IRAP is going through, and we're coming up to you know the fall season, which means hunting and a lot of other stuff so talk to me a little you know give the world an understanding of IRAP absolutely and and thanks for having me back Chauncey so the Illinois Recreational Access Program is a 
semi-controlled public access program on private land for hunting and fishing activities. Um, we started the program back in about 11 years ago, uh, and, and part of it was due to um, we have a lot of data, and uh, we realized about two-thirds of all of our hunters rely on private land um, to go hunting and access a lot of people like pond fishing and poundland fishing. And um, it just so happened about a year or two later in 2010, uh, USDA, the Farm Bill, had a brand-new program, and they had grants for states to put together public access programs. And uh, Illinois didn't have one, so we decided to pursue that. And we started small with IRAP, and we have grown to be a very successful program in the state over the last 11 years. Um, the grant that we get, uh, we've gotten four grants through um, the Farm Bill, and they're through NRCS, and it's called Voluntary Public Access Habitat Incentive Program. Every state can develop their own public access program. We put together a program where we um, pay landowners, private landowners, uh, for specific hunting rights uh, to their property. Uh, they get to pick and choose. We work with them what they want to do. We also provide a $2 million liability coverage for IRAP activities on their property, which was a very huge thing for us to do in the, in the beginning, and it still is, to make sure the uh, landowner's coverage should there be an accident or anything occur. And then what I feel is one of the most important things is we work with that landowner to improve the habitat on that property. So we will write a management plan, or if they already have one, we'll update it. And then we have assistance uh, for them, technical assistance. We have currently two IRAP coordinators that cover the state, and uh, they work with that landowner and the plan and what they want to have done. And then we also provide some cost share. Um, we'll pay up to 60% cost share uh, to implement some of those projects. And we also have two strike teams on the ground uh, that will come out and uh, do some work on the private land. We also help landowners with prescribed burning, which is a very important um, uh, habitat um, type of project to do. Uh, we have uh, a crew that can go out there, a couple crews that can go out there and help that landowner with that burn. And it's amazing to see what come back. We do uh, burn um, grassland for, um, forbs, and then we also burn uh, woodland burns. So uh, you, it's amazing to see what will come back after you uh, have a nice little woodland burn. Mm -hmm. and there, yeah, and there's other things too, planting native trees and things like that that, that we help the landowner do. Um, so it's... Um, it's grown to be in 52 counties right now in Illinois, IRAP has, and we have uh, over 27,000 acres under contract today. And that's the interesting thing of it is, you know, this program, you're, you're working the state, the DNR is working with uh, the landowners, where uh, if you, as a fisherman, hunter, whatever, want to participate, I mean, it's not just an open piece of land for you to go to. You have to uh, get a permit from IRAP to go hunt that property on a certain days, right? Absolutely. So when we say uh, semi-controlled, all of our participants that would potentially be out on a private landowner's property have to be registered with IRAP. Um, they also have to sign a liability waiver as well. But for most of our um, activities, whether it's turkey hunting, uh, we do um, archery deer hunting and use shotgun hunting, um, and then quail and pheasant and waterfowl. For those activities, you have to fill out an application online, and then we do a drawing, and then we assign those 
um, sites to those hunters. Mm -hmm. So we know exactly who's out there on and on what day. So that's that's the control aspect of it. Uh, we also share this list with our conservation police officers, so they know who's been assigned to those properties as well. And then we also ask our hunters to keep an eye out for that landowner because we do know there are some trespassers out there, and especially our absentee landowners. And we have had a few trespassers caught on a landowner's property, and it's all nice. Everybody's nice, but they're they're shoot off that property or given a ticket if need be. Cool. See now, that's yeah. this is the little thing that people don't understand. You know, it's not just open private land. It's you know, it's somewhat regulated to get to, and you know, you apply through going online and stuff. But it's this. Um, I think in this, you know, in the spring and summer, some of these areas have great access to rivers or ponds, right? Correct. Correct. Yeah, we do have. Um, fishing going on and that the way to do the fishing is you just go online you register and then you make a reservation um, for one of these fishing sites that we have Uh, they're scattered in central Illinois um, southern Illinois and and over in uh, northwestern Illinois we have some really good fishing sites but you can just go online and make a reservation for that day or the next day and uh, we limit how many people are out there but again we know who's out there by their reservations and mm-hmm. you keep a permit on you. So all of our IRAP participants carry an IRAP permit on their on themselves. And they also, when they park, they need to put the, the larger one in their windshield. So that landowner or CPO knows that vehicle um, should be there on that on that property at the IRAP parking sign. We also put up an IRAP parking sign. Um, you also have a map as a, as a hunter. Uh, where where you are to, to stay within the boundaries. Mm-hmm. We send that out to the hunter. Uh, we also have, uh, hopefully, we've got some good information on maybe where to set your blind up at. Uh, you can put the ground blinds up. Um, and I know I'm kind of jumping all over, but like for waterfowl, we mm-hmm. actually provide the blinds. It's a four-man blind, so you can mm-hmm. do a four-man uh, group hunt. Mm-hmm. Um, you can do tree blinds as long as you, for for deer hunting, as long as you don't cut down any limbs or anything, we do not want to harm any of the landowner's property. Right. We ask all our participants to leave it in as good a shape or better as, as when they as mm-hmm. when they leave the, the property. And, and you do not check in with the farmer. No, no. So that's another unique <laughs> thing about IRAP is um, it's all um, we keep the privacy of the hunter and we keep the privacy of the landowner separate. So the landowner knows, hey, they're not going to have some hunter come knocking on their door at 5 a.m. because they can't find the parking spot or they mm-hmm. can't find such and such or or they just want to chit-chat for an hour or whatever, which may be the case. But we keep all that separate so a landowner knows they don't have to be there when, when it's being hunted or fished. Um, and if there's any issues, then we have an IRAP um, phone line and an IRAP email line that we have our participants or landowners contact us, and we usually, and a Facebook page too. And just for an instance, this Saturday morning, we had an IRAP hunter find some trespassers, and I get a message at 6.30 a.m. in the morning on Saturday, and we had it all taken care of with CPO within two hours. It was just a misunderstanding, but we did have that taken care of. Cool. So uh, we try to stay in communication with our hunter, with our um, mm-hmm. participants and our landowners and just, Try to make it work for everybody. Um, now, what are we trying to do to get... You need some help with getting some stuff, don't you? We do. We have way more participants than we do landowners and properties to go hunt on. Um, 
So we're, we're pretty good in the central Illinois area, but up north of I-80 or so, um, where there's the largest population of, of um, the people in Illinois, we need more sites. So we are paying extra to landowners that are, oh, Henry County, Bureau County, LaSalle on north. We will, do, we will pay them an extra bonus on their lease payment if they will open up their property through IRAP for hunters and anglers. Hmm. So if you're these areas that are closer to a large metropolitan area of Illinois here, the northern counties, you're, you're you're trying to get those areas, and you're willing to pay extra for them, and do all the other things to to get people to get land to make available for IRAP, and still have the farmer protected. Absolutely, absolutely. We we definitely, and I and I will mention that in the uh, eastern St. Louis area, counties like uh, Madison, St. Clair, Monroe, Jersey, we also pay extra for those. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been a great. A great program for first-time hunters. Um, it's been a great program for people in the military. They move around. They don't know anybody that has property to hunt on. We, oh, we yeah. do have a lot of yeah. our veterans and military personnel that use IRAP, um, and we have a lot of families with youth um, to use IRAP as well. It's a little kind of, um, oh, I, I don't know scares the word to use, but if you're a first-time hunter or you have your kids hunting and you go on public land, it's a little more intimidating um, when you have private property to go on. You can relax more. You can you can call your turkey and not knowing and know that someone's not listening, that you're not clucking quite right or whatever. Um, and then when you got your kids out there, it feels a little safer on private land than than worrying about right. you know exactly. sharing public land with somebody else. Right. Like and we while well, Illinois, we have a very 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 low you know uh, rate of hunters uh being injured in the field uh from another hunter i mean exceptionally low it's ridiculous i mean it's like it's like nothing but to have that feeling that you know i'm the only one here it's just a nice feeling (laughs) it is and you know on uh some of our site or Mm -hmm. or like our archery deer hunting you get the site the hunter will get the site for a total of 15 or 16 days Mm. They can leave their blind out there, where in most of your public sites you can't. Yeah, it's true. So, uh, and your decoys, you get the um, waterfowl site for five straight days, and you can leave your decoys out there yeah. if you want. You don't have to worry about picking them up. So, if, so I, if a landowner wants to become part of this program, what's the best way to get a hold of Tammy? The best way would be to um, go ahead and give us an email at dnr.irap at Illinois.gov. Mm-hmm. We also have a website. If you just go on the DNR website and um, search IRAP, you'll find us and a lot more information there. Um, you can also contact us through Facebook. Look up uh, IRAP on Facebook. Um, see some of our uh, photos, some of the things that we do. You can see our team on there um, mm-hmm. and contact us that way as well. And, and the extremely high price of using the IRAP program, and not from a farmer because you're assisting the farmer, but from somebody like me that wants to go hunt or, you know, this piece of land is how much? Um, zero. What did you just we say? How much? We, <laughs> we don't, we do not charge the participant anything. Mm-hmm. Um, the only thing that we ask from the participant is to fill out the survey after they've um, hunted or fished 
our properties mm -hmm. and just let us know what they think. Our landowners also want to know, so we do share this information with our landowners, sure. uh, what was harvested. Um, we get a lot of wonderful notes from our participants. Um, they want to know how they can thank the landowner. Uh, we will forward any letters on to landowners. Well, Tammy, thank you so much for coming on and talking to us about one of my absolute favorite programs in the state of Illinois, IREP, an Illinois Recreational Access Program uh, to get people to enjoy, uh, since 97% of Illinois is privately owned, getting onto private lands that the farmer wants you to enjoy what he has, as long as you take care of it and be nice, et cetera, but to get out and enjoy the great outdoors right in our own backyard. Well, thanks, Chauncey. And one last thing. Yes. Uh, IRAP is getting ready to start taking applications for spring turkey. Ooh, we, will have our, yeah. <laughs> we will have our applications online starting November 15th on the IRAP website. Uh, we do have spring youth turkey hunting available, and we also lease for seasons three and four only. Uh, we leave seasons one, two, and five for the landowner to do whatever they want, so we don't do the whole thing. Mm -hmm. And right now, you have until November 1st to get your waterfowl and upland game application into us. So that is on Monday. So if you want to um, do some waterfowl hunting or possibly upland game, uh, please get your application in before November 1st. <sighs> I got to get busy. <laughs> Tammy, thank you so very much. Thanks, Chauncey. You're listening to Chauncey on Chauncey's Great Outdoors. You know us. Hey, we know the outdoors. It's that time of the year to get out into the field for the Illinois Conservation Foundation's director's pheasant and quail hunt at the Wayne Fitzgerald State Park in beautiful Wren Lake area, November 29th and 30th. Treat yourself and get your hunting friends to come for two days of a guided pheasant and quail hunt with dogs, lodging, food, bird cleaning, and memories that'll last a lifetime. The event includes late morning check-in and lunch on November 29th, a full afternoon of hunting, followed by a cocktail reception, dinner, and auction in the evening. On November 30th, a morning hunt is scheduled. So sign up at ilconservation.org. That's ilconservation.org. See you there. Waterworks has been through this pandemic for everyone who owns a boat or dreams of buying a new boat. Waterworks wants to make your dream of owning a 2022 Lund or Low boat powered by your Mercury outboard this year. Waterworks is taking deposits now for the 2022 London Low Boats with a Mercury outboard motor to be ready for that fall fishing trip. But if you have a boat you're not using or want to sell or maybe trade in, let Waterworks give you a price no one can match. Waterworks will hold your special Waterworks price on these new models and give you all those special price incentives way before any boat show and guarantee to hold that price today with a deposit made today. So stop in now and make a deposit on your 2022 Lund or Low for that fall fishing trip with a new Mercury outboard at a price no one can match. Go to waterworks.com or call them at 708-798-9700. If you fish and hunt in Illinois, you'll love Midwest Outdoors magazine. Right now, you can get a full year of Midwest Outdoors, 12 issues, for only $14.95. That's a $15 savings off the regular newsstand price. Whatever species you fish, whatever game you hunt, Midwest Outdoors experts will share their time-tested techniques and favorite spots with you. 
Each month, Midwest Outdoors has dozens and dozens of articles, reports, maps, and proven methods to help you enjoy the outdoors. Illinois residents receive a free state section focusing on fishing and hunting right here in Illinois. Pick up Midwest Outdoors at leading newsstands, or to save $15 off the annual cover price, subscribe to Midwest Outdoors. You'll get 12 issues for only $14.95. Call now, 1-800-606-3474. That's 1-800-606-FISH. Visa, MasterCard, and American Express are accepted. Or to subscribe online, punch up MidwestOutdoors.com on the web. Midwest Outdoors, helping people like you enjoy the outdoors. When you're fishing for salmon with Diamond Ghost Charters on Lake Michigan, the two words every fisherman loves to yell is, Fish on! And Captain Tony of Diamond Ghost Charters will put you on the fish when you're looking to go. A salmon fishing trip with Diamond Ghost Charters is a perfect way to spend a half a day or a full day out fishing with friends, family, or co-workers all on Lake Michigan. So let Diamond Ghost Charters out of Winthrop Harbor hook you up with a chunky summer coho, a trophy fall king, or a lunker lake trout. They're all waiting for you with Diamond Ghost Charters. Don't wait. Call Captain Tony at 847 838 2037. That's 847 838 2037. And get ready to yell, fish on! You're listening to Chauncey on Chauncey's Great Outdoors Radio Network. For more information, contact us at chaunceymedia at aol.com. This segment is brought to you by diamondghostcharters.com. Go fishing with Captain Tony and get ready to yell, fish on! Well, let me tell you a story about a little fella Black and blue with a hand of yellow The blue gill boogie Yeah, the blue gill boogie When the bass ain't biting and the trout are gone Try the blue Everybody, welcome back to Chauncey's Great Outdoors And oh, everybody, welcome back to Chauncey's Great Outdoors And oh, the phone is ringing it's someone who I have to say I am in awe of because of his waterfowl hunting abilities. We have Brett Hendricks on the phone. Brett, how are you? I'm good, buddy. How are you doing? Good morning. Oh, man, let me tell you. Um, I wanted to have on, I didn't want, you know, a big club or anything. I wanted somebody who goes into the field and chases ducks and geese, and you are the man. <laughs> Try to be. Don't know if I'm the man, but uh, I try. That's all right. Let's talk about duck and goose season started in the northern part of Illinois, and we're, we're divided into, I think, four zones, right? Right, right. Four zones. Okay. What's it looking like for you as a duck hunter for the coming, you know, the northern zone? Well, being from Illinois, when I think about hunting ducks, I think about dry field hunting. Cornfields, bean fields, even hay fields if you have water nearby. Uh, and lots of, lots of ducks roosted there. So a lot of times when we're hunting ducks, we're actually hunting geese, but, you know, we're using mojo ducks or lucky duck spinners mm -hmm. to bring the ducks in. Um, one thing this year that was a little bit abnormal because everybody knows how dry it was, um, there was a lot of early harvest. So usually as we approach the opener, which is typically the third Saturday in October, People are hoping and praying for their fields to get cut so they have access to hunt, you know, whether they're leases or they're hunting with a club or their own, their own land. And this year, Chauncey, almost 
everything was cut, all every bean field, every cornfield. So um, we didn't have that worry. You know, we were pretty excited because we had access to the areas we wanted to go, not dependent upon, you know, hey, is a farmer going to get that corn out? Are they going to get the beans out? Also, you know, if you're hunting creeks or ponds, a lot of times you got to go through those fields. And so, you know, if they're still up, that can be kind of, uh, you know, some work. Um, mm-hmm. because you just don't have access, you know? No, no, you don't. And, you know, when you're hunting those fields, I mean, yes, they're picked. You as a hunter, you know, we're not allowed to bait and throw anything out there. But if the farmer cuts the field and there's a little bit of grain in the field, I, I think that's okay because it's not, you didn't put it there, right? No, no, it's 100% okay. And I think that what they say in all the regulation books, if you ask any game warden, They'll tell you that it's as long as it's done within any, they call it standard farming practice. Mm-hmm. Okay, standard farming practice being mean, hey, the corn was combined or the beans were cut, you know, with uh, with, with the bean, uh, you know, attached. Um, you know, they're not now if they're going in there and they're mowing something down <laughs> and it's just scattering an entire cornfield all over. Um, of course, you know, it's probably going to get loaded up with ducks and geese and you may get a visit from, you know, the, the warden saying, Hey, that's, that's considered baiting. But as long as it's done with what they call standard farming practices, you're good to go. Mm-hmm. I, I actually, I was out hunting one time a number of years ago and it was a small pond and there was corn, a cornfield next to the pond and the game warden came down and he was like, you guys are baiting. And we said, no, we're not, sir. And, and because in the pond that was floating corn stalks. And right, but we, that's standard farming practice. And we're right. like, we don't know where they came from. And then you know what we saw? A beaver swimming right. <laughs> swimming across the pond with a corn stalk in his mouth. And he goes, well, it's okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, the other thing they might tell you is as long as you don't manipulate the ground, right? Yeah. So yeah. maybe the farmer cut it, but there's, uh, you know, I'm making this up. There's a little pile of grain where they unloaded, you know, the combine, you know, into the, you know, into the hauling trucks, right? Mm-hmm. But if you went and moved that grain, now mm-hmm. you're manipulating that, right? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Right. Now, so, our our season started last, the northern zone started the 23rd. Right, on Saturday. And duck season goes till when? Uh, it's 60 days. Mm-hmm. So whatever that works out to be into there, into the middle of December, probably, I'm guessing, around uh, the 19th or the 20th. So whatever that, that, that 60 day mark is in there. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but that's, that's a national, uh, you know, it's, it's 60 day duck seasons pretty much across the country. Across the country. Now, but there's something different about the harvest numbers for our area than other areas, right? Um, I would say, I don't know if it's different with the harvest. I think the key to, to hunting ducks you know, or geese in Illinois, but let's say we're talking about ducks. Yeah. Is, the prime time is probably going to be from about now uh, through the next about six weeks. Um, everything's cut. We're starting to get birds. You know, if they start getting cold into the Dakotas, Minnesota, Wisconsin. We start getting birds pushing down on the migration. Um, and then the bigger thing is we start getting our own, what I kind of call hunting weather here, colder, windier, more overcast, you know, snow, sleet, rain, the kind of stuff that really, you know, gets ducks and geese moving. That's what I'm looking for. And so I'm really looking at, like, the month of November, John T., as, like, the prime time. If you're looking to go duck hunting in northern Illinois, that's probably it, you know. They're pushing down. The ducks are fresh, meaning they're not educated yet. They haven't been shot at a whole lot. 
the weather's getting colder, so they're actually moving around, um, and they're actually looking to feed, too, to put on, you know, fat and weight for the migration. So if I'm in northern Illinois and I'm thinking about particularly duck hunting, um, I'm thinking, hey, the next, the next six weeks is probably the prime time, you know, to be out. Yeah, and, and that's going to be the prime time. But, I mean, like, um, we, we have a limit of, of how many geese per day. So the geese this year is three. That's been that way for the last couple of years. Um, we've had seasons <laughs> when it was one <laughs> back around 1999 or 2000 when it almost wasn't worth putting out decoys. You, know, you put out decoys for an hour and a half and then kill one goose per person, and you could be done in five minutes. Um, but there was some talk, and in some of the other states bordering Illinois, like Indiana, Michigan, and Wisconsin, and, and some of those states have a five-bird season this year. Which, you know, we do get that in the nuisance season, but some of those states are keeping it five for the entire season. And personally, I'm pretty happy that they ratcheted it back to three geese per day. Mm-hmm. Um, because if you think about it, just the overall amount of pressure, the increase in hunting pressure for groups of guys to kill a limit of five birds per person. So, you know, if it's two birds a person, you're killing 10, uh, 10 geese. If it's, you know, three, you're killing 15. But now you make it five, and, and you have five guys out there with you, you can kill 25. I mean, so you're, you're shooting into almost twice the number of groups. You're in the field twice as long, so the geese never get to really go back into the fields and feed. I think you're, you'd run into situations where guys hunt in the morning, and maybe they don't, they don't limit out, so then they leave their decoys out, go get a lunch, and then come back and hunt all day. So... You know, from my perspective and a lot of the guys, other serious, uh, you know, duck and goose hunters that I hunt with here in Illinois, we were happy that they kept it at three because now you, you actually have birds to shoot in December. You have good hunting, maybe even into January, because there's not just this insane level of pressure on the birds the whole season. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. No, that's, that's true. When you're using a shotgun um, for waterfowl, what what kind of loads are you going with? So if, almost everybody's got a 12-gauge, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, I think the most popular shell, if I was going to buy one shell to hunt everything, that's any type of duck or any type of goose, speckle bellies, Canada goose, snow geese, I would be shooting three-inch steel twos. Um, the, the brand, whether that's Remington or Winchester or... Um, you know, Fiocchi or Rio, that doesn't matter to me as much as as a good all-around load would be three-inch number two steel. Mm. Um, now, if I was targeting just specifically ducks, I would probably go to a little bit smaller shot, like three-inch threes or three-inch number fours. Mm-hmm. And if I was targeting just specifically Canada geese up here in North Illinois, which is primarily what we see, we don't see a whole lot of You'll, you'll see an occasional speckle belly. You'll see an occasional snow goose mixed in with a bunch. But we're, we're shooting large, local, and my, uh, you know, Mississippi Valley population, MVP geese. I would go with, like, three-inch number ones or three-inch BBs. Mm. Um, steel. Talking steel here. I personally really don't see the need for three-and-a-half-inch shells. They, they yep, they, they're, they, they're heavier. They, they go boom a little louder, but they also go boom on your shoulder harder. <laughs> they're, they're harder on the shooter. And they really don't increase your effective range. Mm-hmm. And uh, so for me, three-inch steel twos is an all-around really good load for anything. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And then the spe- more specifically, I'd, I'd go down in sizes for ducks or maybe up a little bit like ones or BBs if I was just going to shoot geese. Mm. But uh, if you looked in my blind bag, you're going to see, you know, a box of three-inch twos, maybe a box of three-inch ones in case we're just shooting geese that day. But I try to keep it right in those, those ranges there. Yeah. What else is in your blind bag? Well, depends on the day. But uh, if you looked in there right now, thermos of coffee, uh, probably a soft drink or two, Mountain Dew, Diet Mountain Dew, Coke, bottle of water, uh, pocket knife, license. That's important, right? License. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, please, please have your license because... License and federal stamp. Yep. Um, you know, I've usually got uh, um, you know, my calls in there, shotgun shells, a little bit of a snack, something to eat, beef jerky, a candy bar, coffee. Um, you know, I, don't, I, I try to tell people... Hey, we're not we're not climbing Mount Everest, and we're not going camping here, right? Mm-hmm. Like we don't need to bring, <laughs> you know, an expedition, you know, cooler or a you know a survival suit with us for a four or five hour you know duck or goose hunt here in Northern Illinois. But I do like to have enough stuff to be comfortable, right? Extra gloves, mm-hmm. uh, extra thermos of coffee, um, maybe an extra charger for my cell phone because you know the batteries run down pretty quick when it's cold outside. Yeah, I keep it I keep it pretty simple. But uh, just, just those basics like that. Mm-hmm. Now, the, the thing that you mentioned earlier that I think a lot of uh, either people looking to get into waterfowl hunting or stuff like that is they, they look at and say, he's hunting the fields? Don't you supposed to be on, on water for ducks and geese? No. <laughs> well, and it, you know, there, there's, you know, so you got like the, you got the, chain, the chain, chain of lakes, right? I yeah. think that's got... I don't know the exact number, so somebody's probably going to say that guy doesn't know what the heck he's talking about, but I don't know the number of public blinds out there, 30, 40, 50 draw blinds mm-hmm. on the chain. you got the DuPage River has blinds on it. People have private blinds. So, and, yeah, those are great places to go duck hunting, but they're not the only place. And I think sometimes because ducks can't eat water, right? <laughs> they can true. drink water, but, <laughs> but they can't eat water. Ducks eat corn. Ducks eat soybeans. Ducks eat grains. And so ducks go to grain fields, particularly as the weather gets colder, to fulfill what they need to eat uh, so they can migrate, gain fat, survive. And that's why, you know, um, a lot of times, particularly later in the season, you'll find us hunting ducks, especially in cornfields late in the year, um, over big goose spreads, with, with three or four, you know, people call them mojo ducks or lucky ducks is another great brand, or people call them spinners. You know, the, it's a motorized spinning wing duck decoy. Mm-hmm. But, but that can be just a deadly setup um, in a cornfield through November into December. Big goose spread, 100, 200 decoys, and two or three of those spinning wing duck decoys, and you can do very, very, very well in dry grain fields up around here. Cool, cool. Well, Brett, I want to say thank you for coming on the show. You've, you've answered all of my questions, and I, I know you know people have asked me questions about it, and these are questions that they asked. And uh, like I said, you know, you're a guy who hunts what fifty days of the year for waterfowl. Probably upper in Illinois. I try to get out, and particularly how my office has been closed for two years with COVID. Mm-hmm. So I've had a little bit, you know, working from home a little bit more leeway with my more, you know, schedule in the, mor- uh, in the mornings. And a lot of times, you know, I'm not, I'm not, when I go hunting, I'm not going hunting all day, John T. I might just go out 
on a Thursday morning if the weather's right. You know, I could just be out there from sunrise at 5.30 to 6 a.m. just like an hour or two, mm-hmm. right? But oh, yeah. uh, um, I'm, I try to get out between hunting early season in September and then the regular, the, excuse me, the regular season, which is from now in, into January, and then do some snow goose hunting in you know, Arkansas or Missouri. I'm trying to, you know, I'll probably get out anywhere between 45 to 55, 60 days a year. So then that's been that way for about the last 20 years. So I've, yeah. uh, I've got, a, I've got some hours under my belt. Exactly. And if you ever want to have the most unbelievable time of your life, I should, you know, I've been out in the blind with Brett and Morrow and a couple of other guys, and I have laughed so hard. <laughs> And and I've learned so much about calling and decoying, and it was like you, you get a college education in one morning with you guys. It's just amazing. It's amazing. Well, thank Appreciate you, it. thank you so much for coming on the show this morning, Brett. Thanks, buddy. No, it's good talking to you. If you want me on again, let me know. Uh, but uh, good luck to everybody out there. Thanks for having me on, Moral. Yep. Or, excuse me, Chauncey. Chauncey. Moral. I said, I said, Moral. <laughs> Thanks for having me on, and uh, appreciate it. Have a great morning. And we'll, you know, we'll get you. We'll have you on the show when you're out in a blind. Okay. Perfect, buddy. I appreciate it. Thanks, Chauncey. You're listening to Chauncey on Chauncey's Great Outdoors. You know us. Hey, we know the outdoors. <laughs> It's that time of the year to get out into the field for the Illinois Conservation Foundation's Director's Pheasant and Quail Hunt at the Wayne Fitzgerald State Park in beautiful Wren Lake area, November 29th and 30th. Treat yourself and get your hunting friends to come for two days of a guided pheasant and quail hunt with dogs, lodging, food, bird cleaning, and memories that'll last a lifetime. The event includes late morning check-in and lunch on November 29th, a full afternoon of hunting, followed by a cocktail reception, dinner, and auction in the evening. On November 30th, a morning hunt is scheduled. So sign up at ilconservation.org. That's ilconservation.org. See you there. Waterworks has been through this pandemic for everyone who owns a boat or dreams of buying a new boat. Waterworks wants to make your dream of owning a 2022 Lund or Low boat powered by your Mercury outboard this year. Waterworks is taking deposits now for the 2022 London Low Boats with a Mercury outboard motor to be ready for that fall fishing trip. But if you have a boat you're not using or want to sell or maybe trade in, let Waterworks give you a price no one can match. Waterworks will hold your special Waterworks price on these new models and give you all those special price incentives way before any boat show and guarantee to hold that price today with a deposit made today. So stop in now and make a deposit on your 2022 Lund or Low for that fall fishing trip with a new Mercury outboard at a price no one can match. Go to waterworks.com or call them at 708-798-9700. Plan your next Illinois adventure to Wren Lake, where the fun begins. Wren Lake is situated in the heart of scenic southern Illinois and can offer you 19,000 acres of water fun and recreation all within Interstates 57 and 64. At their website, enjoywrenlake.com, you can learn about Southern Illinois lodging at its finest, restaurants, family activities, bike trails, camping, and some fantastic fishing and hunting all in one spot at Ren Lake. And it's one of my favorite places to go. So go to enjoywrenlake.com or call them at 314 580 
2577 314-580-2577 and plan your next Illinois adventure that will have you coming back again and again. Illinois, mile after magnificent mile. Hello everyone, Chauncey here, and I highly recommend the newest Italian family restaurant in the western suburbs is now open to rave reviews. It's called GP Italiano at 1 South LaGrange Road in LaGrange, Illinois. That's LaGrange Road and the train tracks right there in downtown LaGrange. This is a true family restaurant with a menu of the freshest ingredients with attention to detail and creativity. GP Italiano invites you to join them for dinner out with your friends or even that special person. Or how about dinner with your family with special pricing just for kids for homemade pastas and pizza for only $8. You can't go wrong with that. You'll come back twice a week because the kids will want to come back. But with an appetizer, salad, homemade pastas, entrees, artisan, wood-fired pizzas, and more, oh, it is so good. Make your next dinner reservation or pick up to go at GP Italiano at 1 South LaGrange Road in LaGrange, Illinois. That's LaGrange Road and the train tracks right there in downtown LaGrange. Give them a call at 708-325-4590 and tell them Chauncey sent you. When you're fishing for salmon with Diamond Ghost Charters on Lake Michigan, the two words every fisherman loves to yell is, Fish on! And Captain Tony of Diamond Ghost Charters will put you on the fish when you're looking to go. A salmon fishing trip with Diamond Ghost Charters is a perfect way to spend a half a day or a full day out fishing with friends, family, or co-workers all on Lake Michigan. So let Diamond Ghost Charters out of Winthrop Harbor hook you up with a chunky summer coho, a trophy fall king, or a lunker lake trout. They're all waiting for you with Diamond Ghost Charters. Don't wait. Call Captain Tony at 847 838 2037. That's 847 838 2037. And get ready to yell, fish on! You're listening to Chauncey on Chauncey's Great Outdoors Radio Network. For more information, contact us at chaunceymedia at aol.com. <laughs> Chauncey's Great Outdoors is brought to you by Waterworks, 18660 South Cicero Avenue in Country Club Hills, Paul's Pizza in Westchester, DiamondGhostCharters.com, HookandHuntTV.com, Midwest Outdoors Magazine, the magazine for the true Midwest sportsman, Run Lake Area Tourism at VisitRenLake.com and EnjoyRenLake.com, BizBait, the soft plastic baits made for the professional bass angler who want to catch more fish. That's bizbait.com. Don't forget for that true Canadian experience, go to visitsunsetcountry.com. That's visitsunsetcountry.com. Segment is brought to you by Waterworks. Waterworks Boat Sales at 18660 South Cicero Avenue in Country Club Hills, 708-798-9700. Now take down your fishing pole and meet me at the fishing hole. We may not get a bite all day, but don't you rush away. What a great place to rest your bones and mighty fine for skipping stones. You'll feel fresh as a lemonade. Setting in the shade Whether it's hot Whether it's cool Oh, what a spot For whistling like a fool What a fine 
day to take a stroll and wander vision hole. I can't think. Hey everybody, welcome back to Chauncey's Great Outdoors. Hope you're enjoying today's show. I'm having a good time. But let's get into the Aiden fishing report because that's very important. I don't want to get hate mail again. <laughs> the Aiden fishing report is sponsored by Waterworks Marine, 18660 South Cicero Avenue in Country Club Hills. Uh, Papa, Dad and I went to South Haven. It was cold and kind of wet. I had one steelhead on spawn but it jumped three times real high and it went pitui <laughs> i wish you could say we wrote pitui <laughs> it went pitui and spit out the spawn sack we were using all the people on the pier were cheering and clapping and said that i did a good job and i'll get the next one because i learned from this one but then in a little while, the rain started coming harder and it got colder. So we went to lunch and had fun. But it was okay. We're going to go back. One of my buddies said his friends were out on the Black River and catching coho and steelhead. Uh, but didn't say what they were catching them on. And this was before all the rain came and the river came up. Roger's dad said at the St. Joe... They were pier fishing and the, for steelhead, and it was really, really slow. So I guess if I caught one in Grand Haven, I, well, had hooked one in Grand Haven, I guess I did better. <clears throat> Football is all over. It's just hockey, and we're getting ready to go to hockey practice. See you soon. Your fishing magician, Aiden. And once again, <laughs> fishing magician Aiden's fishing report is sponsored by... Waterworks Marina, 18660 South Cicero Avenue in Country Club Hills. Lake Michigan, Chicago, you heard Captain Tony talking about Winthrop Harbor and fishing out of Waukegan. Uh, our other good buddy, Two Hot Dog Joey, said that uh, a few steelhead were being taken on wax worms and tinsel flies in the Chicagoland area. Also, night crawlers under a bobber with uh, a large minnow has also been working well, uh, so don't forget that. In some of the harbors, if you're casting large minnows under a bobber or a large silver flashy spoon you may pick up some northern pike that have been showing up in the harbors more snagging is permitted in chicago in illinois area uh in lake michigan the following areas it's only open till december 31st but it usually pretty much stops in the next couple of weeks uh no snagging is allowed 200 feet from a moored boat Lincoln Park Lagoon from Fullerton Avenue Bridge to the southern end of the lagoon, Waukegan Harbor, North Basin only, Winthrop, um, I'm sorry, Winnetka Power Plant Discharge Area, Jackson Harbor, Inner and Outer. In the Calumet River, uh, we got a couple of reports and photos of people catching crappie that were also took a few perch in the river. Hey, 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 hey. Perch, perch, perch. I think it's time for a road trip. Uh, but, you know, I think those numbers are a little bit on the low side. Uh, another uh, report from Northwest Indiana. We need to wait a little bit. It, the creeks got muddy. The lake got muddy. They had 16-foot waves down there. It's going to take a couple of... It's going to take a week for it to calm down and, and clear up and for action to pick up. And when it does, I, if you got a good day, get out there for some steelhead. You should do well. And perch should be returning back to the area. They really, really should. We're seeing some activity going on in the forest preserves of Cook County. That action is showing uh, some bass, bluegill, and those stock rainbow trout. There are still a few left. you got to work for them. It's not like there's overabundance right now. They, you know, they planted them several weeks ago. But uh, you can still try in some of those lakes that get them, and we're talking Axe Head, Baloo, 
Bussy Woods North, Green Lake, uh, in Calumet City, Horsetail, Sag Quarry East. Those are the ones that have the, the trout in them. So think about that. You can have a lot of fun. Uh, you know, real quick, duck season uh, opened last Saturday in northern Illinois, duck and goose, and good numbers of geese were reported taken. And ducks, a fair number, but they think there's a, a bigger majority of them are be coming down as the weather gets a little bit cooler. To our friends in from Wren Lake, they gave us a report. This is enjoywrenlake.com. Water temperatures in the lake are dropping, uh, and crappie and other fish are hitting very, very light. They said you almost don't even know there's a fish, even when they grab it and you start lifting it up, you almost say, wait a minute, is there something there? And there's a crappie on the line. It's that much of a, a light bite. So if you have a light bobber, small uh, rigs to go with, until they get aggressive on their strikes, you have to watch the bobber and feel those fish breathe on the line. Um, they're in 10 to 12 foot around any kind of structure, wood, piles, rocks, humps, things like that, and that's where you're going to find most of the action. Channel catfish, leeches, dip bait, minnows, uh, pretty much just let it sit there, kind of ooze on the bottom, and you should be able to find some fish, and that would do quite well. Channel lakes in Illinois, white and yellow bass all over the place and thick as thieves, I was t being told. We're talking half five-gallon buckets were being taken by a number of anglers. That's always a great sign to have that. Love that. And the Fox River, yes, it's up a little bit dirty, but they're getting some uh, crappies, small baits, fishing the areas just outside of the main current. That is an important thing to do. Wow, lots of good action going on here. And, oh, you know what? I can hear the flute. So when that comes on, we have to end the show. And I like to leave you with a Native American proverb, and this one comes from the traditional circle of elders. And it is, we as men should not fear our mates. We should listen to their counsel. We as men should not fear our mates. We should listen to them for their counsel. Guys, <laughs> trust me, that is the most important thing you can do. Listen to your mates and listen to their counsel. How very true. Once again, you know what? We don't own the woods, the rain, the storm, the fish we're catching. We really are borrowing it all from our children's children's children. We'll see you next week. Where? Oh, come on, right here on Chauncey's Great Outdoors. And once again, be careful when you're out in the great outdoors. Bye, everybody.